So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Halloween Horror Nights Orlando has mastered the art of the scare. We'll cover each year of this amazing event one by one, picking through the bones and uncovering its past. So join us now as we open another tomb inside the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. I am Matt, and this episode is called So You Decided to Wait Until the Last Minute to Go to Halloween Horror Nights 25. I am doing this special episode solo. No co-host, not even my usual co-host, Quint, is with me. This was a quick idea I had as I realized the last weekend of Halloween Horror Nights is upon us. Started jotting down, started jotting down notes and quickly came to the realization that might not be enough time to write a completely coherent article and probably not enough time to get a, one or more people on the line with me to discuss this last weekend and then mix the tracks and edit it. So I'm going to attempt this episode solo. So what the focus of this episode is, this is about visiting the last weekend of Halloween Horror Nights if you have not gone already. If you are just now deciding you want to do this event and don't know where to start, hopefully this can help. Now, this is the last weekend. You probably got the idea already that this is the last weekend for Halloween Hard Nights 25, Wednesday, October 28th, Thursday, the 29th, Friday, the 30th, Saturday, the 31st, and Sunday, November 1st. After the first, it's all over. Up until this point, you had lots of time to decide to come visit again. If there's something you missed and you really wanted to see, that is over this weekend. This is the last chance. So, of course, there's if you go on a night before the first, you have the option to go a second night. But we're going to attack this from the idea that last-minute decision, the only night you're going to get to go, how do I make the most of it? Now, usually the last weekend of a Halloween Hard Nights event is where it starts to wind down, and you really don't have much trouble getting in what you want to. But this is Halloween Hard Nights 25, so this is a whole new beast. And along with that, Halloween night, at least in my experience, has was used to be a very slow night and a great time to get one last trip in. But again, it's Halloween Hard Nights 25 and Halloween is on a Saturday night. So that pretty much just uh, all bets and expectations are off, I guess is what I'm saying. So with all these unknown factors in this final weekend in play, I still think you can get, in fact, I know you can get a great Halloween Hard Nights experience in on this closing weekend. And if you haven't gone yet and you're still on the fence, you need to pull that trigger and go because Halloween Horror Nights 25 is a a once-in-a-lifetime event, so don't miss out. So with all that preface out of the way, here are some tips that I hope will help maximize your time in this last-minute visit. Now, to absolutely positively ensure you maximize this last weekend it, it's the mantra of catacomb of halloween horror nights it's express pass express pass express pass if you want to ensure you get everything done in one night express pass is to way to ensure that now let's say you waited last minute and you haven't saved up for that extra cost i completely understand that it gets steep really quick actually when you start putting these add-ons on so it might not be something you had planned this this visit long term so 
express pass might not be possible. So here are some other ideas and options that might help make the most of the night. First is, of course, if you've heard any of our other episodes, is get there as early as possible. It's kind of a no-brainer. The earlier you get there, the more time you have, obviously. So this is the last weekend. Halloween Horror Nights 25 is open from 6.30 p.m. to 2 a.m. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then 6.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Sunday. So get there early. Even open the gates at 6.30 if you can. One piece of advice that we offered early on in attending Halloween Horror Nights really stands when you're in this last-minute crunch, and that is eat on the run. When you need to maximize your time, don't dip into one of the sit-down restaurants or even the counter service places to eat. Basically, anything that takes you off the streets and sits you down. Grab something at one of the many, many food stands and just keep walking. The midway in front of the park has all types of French fries, like chili cheese fries, for example. There's a couple other toppings. I don't remember what. Uh, they have chicken fingers and other kinds of grab grab-and-go foods. Uh, the entrance to the kids' area where Walking Dead and the Purges has cheesesteaks. Over by the Men in Black area, kind of like the little alcove in that area along the water has pulled pork hoagies, which have so far, and, and I think will remain my favorite this year, and, and chicken kebabs. And of course, there's a twist of taters on the uh, street that goes from uh, between, leads from Beetlejuice to Transformers with a couple other things to eat and drink as well. My, my point is, there's no reason to stop and eat, grab and go, food everywhere, you Maybe not the, the stand you first come across will be what you're looking for. Just keep walking. You'll find it. No need to get off the street. Just keep walking. Now, scare zones. The scare zones should be easy. They're on a map. You can strategically get from one attraction to the other and probably hit a scare zone along the way. So no real tips or tricks needed to get to those other than be mindful of making sure you fit them in when you're getting from point A to point B. If you seem to have only time for one show... And I do recommend you see at least one live show outside of the mazes and the scare zones because they're both really, really excellent this year. And they're both like a big crowded party. Uh, if you can only choose one, I'm going to make a case for both. And with this information, maybe that'll help you decide. So, so the carnage returns this, I will say for me, this is the must see show of 25. Uh, it's the closest you'll get to Jack and Chance. It is a party. It's a concert. It's a blood sacrifice all in one. It's funny. It's exciting. They're very high energy. Great to be st in, standing in the middle of a crowd with this. And you get to take pictures and just join in on the fun. Now, on the other hand, since you can take pictures and video of the Carnage Returns, there are some great videos of the entire show from visitors and fellow new media sites online and on YouTube. So if you don't mind experiencing slash watching the show, a show, a version of the show that's been recorded and not seeing it live, the Carnival of Carnage can be found pretty much all over the place online. Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure, on the other hand, has an incredibly strict no photo and no video recording policy. And while admittedly there are videos that do show up online, they're often either a hidden camera or if they're actually well shot, they're taken down in a couple days. So the likelihood of seeing the entire Bill and Ted show online, the video version is pretty slim. So if, like I said, if you don't mind seeing the carnage returns on a computer or, or not live, go to Bill and Ted. If you really want to get for my money, the best show, sorry, Bill and Ted love Bill and Ted show. I absolutely love it. I'm not saying anything wrong with it. I just say that carnage returns, nudges it out as a must-see. So 
Don't know if that helps, but that's my two cents on the shows. Now, the main reason for visiting Halloween Horror Nights are the mazes, no doubt. So the tighter you get on time, the harder it gets into all of them. And that's another obvious thing there. So back to making get there as early as you can. But let's say you're at a crunch for time. Uh, first thing I can say about that is if there is one maze you really, really wanted to see and you get there and you see that the time is within 90 minutes, 90 minutes or less, it, it, you can find out right away and there's signs everywhere that show the wait time for everything. You can even go to the Halloween Horror Nights website and they list the wait times. I don't know how accurate the website wait, wait times are. I have not followed those this year, but they're signs everywhere in the park. So see what the time is. If it's 90 minutes or under and it's one you really, really want to see, I would say get in line then, especially if you have like another four, if you're four hours or more to spend and you want to make sure you see this one particular house, 90 minutes is, I'd say, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's my, my point is it, that's about the max you would want to wait. And it's, if it's already 90 minutes of whatever time you decide to go, it's probably not going to get any less. In fact, it might get more. So let's say you want to go to Freddy versus Jason. You come across a sign. It says it's 90 minutes. Go ahead and get that done. That way you're not kicking yourself for not doing it later. Now, this is absolutely not the normal plan of attack I'd recommend at the beginning of the event, but we are in the last minute crunch here. So this is the last chance to visit. Get it done. So again, if you have, if you're there for at least four hours and it's a 90 minute wait, go ahead and get it done. That way you get the one done that you wanted and then you can move on from there. Now, let's say you don't have that must see house or you're wondering where to go after that. If this is your first time at Halloween Horror Nights, you are incredibly lucky because in that case, there are no bad choices in Halloween Horror Nights 25. So this is a time to what I wrote in my notes as wait line shop. In other words, Look and see what the shortest time is. Go there first and then just kind of work your way around and fit in what you can in the time you have. Now, I do have my opinion what my must-do list is in at the end of this episode for Halloween Horror Nights 25. But before we get to that, um, I'm going to go through and let's, again, we're working on the premise in the special episode that you have limited time and you need to make choices. You're not going to fit it all in. Hopefully you can. Hopefully you got there early. You're good to go. But if you're not... I'm going to give you a rundown of all nine mazes and what I think the pros and cons are of visiting each to maybe help give you an idea of what you want to see. So we're going to start with Run. Run is a returning title from Halloween Hard Nights of the past, and it's set in one of the bloodiest settings of any Halloween Hard Nights maze, and that is Hellgate, or Hellgate Prison. Uh, the idea is that you're a contestant on the most popular game show on television and the game is run and the idea is to survive and everyone in that house is hell-bent on that not happening now here's the pros of visiting run if you're a halloween hard nights veteran there's a lot of history in the idea of this maze even with that you don't need to know the history to enjoy this maze because it is a ton of fun it is one of the most visually exciting mazes a lot going on Every room is vastly different than the last, and the atmosphere and the sound are super high energy in this maze. The cons, it's not that scary. It's a lot of fun, not that scary. The characters are more part of the set than there to scare you, but that's really about it for the cons. So Run, I think, is a good bet. Now let's move over to The Walking Dead, The Living and the Dead. 
this house, you're dropped into a living version of season five of The Walking Dead. You are escaping Terminus. You are making your way to the church, wading through the food bank, and tripping one of the traps set by the wolves. Here's the pros. If you're a fan of Walking Dead, many of the memorable scenes from season five are present. Uh, if you hit this house first at park opening, if you get there, if you open the gates, you the, where it's located is kind of out of the way. Uh, it tends to kind of lend itself to short wait times as the park opens. So if you get there right away, you might be able to blow through that line, experience this house early on, and still have most of the night ahead of you. Cons for Walking Dead, it is dark. It is very hard to see all the detail they put into this house. Conversely, to the Walking Dead fan pro I just listed, if you are a fan of the show, you might find some of the moments they tried to recreate fall just a little short. Big con to this, if it's late in the evening, if the most of the crowds have already arrived there, this is a very popular maze. It's a very popular subject, obviously. And if you're not a Walking Dead fan, it's a much longer wait time than will probably worth it to you because it's going to be full of Walking Dead fans, especially on this last weekend. All right, let's move on to Body Collector's Recollections. This is another returning original property for Halloween Horror Nights. The Body Collectors have an incredibly interesting history and a fascinating story, in my opinion. This year, they infiltrate a blizzard sealed in sanitarium called Shady Brook. Shady Brook itself is a setting for another longtime Halloween Horror Night original property, and that is Psychoscarapy. Inside, the Body Collectors are collecting bodies, creating art, and I think... Best I can tell from the many times I've gone through this, an answer to a long-time question, where does, a where does a body collector come from, is answered. Now, here's the pros for body collectors. It's an absolutely beautiful maze. From facade to every room in this maze, this is the most visually gorgeous maze of Halloween Horror Nights 25. It has a great story that even without the history plays out well to the first time visitor, at least in my opinion. Hard for me to say because I know the history, but I have talked to some first time visitors. They've really enjoyed the story as well. It is a great mix of the aesthetics I just mentioned and scares. Well, it's probably the most well-balanced actually in terms of visuals, story and characters jumping out at you. This might be the best uh, designed house in terms of all three of those uh, okay, criteria. Criteria. Now the cons. Knowing the story of the body collectors in Shady Brook does enhance the maze, and the final room might not have the same kind of impact and aha and uh, story punch to first-time visitors. But that's really the only con I can think of. This. This is an absolutely awesome, awesome maze. All right, let's move on to the purge. So for the story of the purge, it's that time of year again. It is time for the purge, and you are put right into the middle of it. Every crime is legal, including murder, or in this case, especially murder. Pros of this house, nothing but scares in this house. It is absolute insanity from the time you walk in to the time you walk out. It is the loudest, most chaotic maze. Cons, not much to look at. And there, there's a reason why there's the way it looks, but that's another story for another time. If you're looking for a solid story, there isn't one. It is just the purge. Now, let's talk about Asylum in Wonderland 3D. We are inside the mind of Alice and experiencing Wonderland in a whole new way, almost through her eyes or at least through her mind's interpretation of it. This is a 3D house using the Chroma Depth 3D technology that we've talked about on the show several times. If you don't know what that is, uh, the 3D glasses pull the red spectrum closer to you and pushes the blue spectrum farther away. 
Pros of this house, there is nothing else like it in any of the Halloween Horror Nights attractions. This is really a one-of-a-kind experience, and this is a great new 3D house design. There's been talk of it having the idea of a 3D house being kind of torn down metaphorically and rebuilt with this house, and they did a fantastic job with it. Cons, not a lot of scares. Uh, If you get motion sickness or have issues with your vision being messed with, this could potentially be a nightmare for you because that is what this house does. Uh, It's a little shorter, I think, than the other houses. Hard to tell. I haven't really timed them. Maybe it feels shorter because it's so different, but I think it is actually shorter. That may be just my opinion or interpretation, so take that for what that's worth. All right, we're moving on to An American Werewolf in London. Now, this is an immersive experience of John Landis' 1981 movie, An American Werewolf in London. This maze returns from Halloween Heart is 23, and it walks you through a real-life version of the movie, essentially. Pros, it is like walking through the movie. The werewolves, and there are numerous ones, this version, are really impressive. It's, it's one of those things that... Uh, I I would hazard a guess that attendants in the house have trouble people stopping and really trying to take a look at these things because they are that impressive. Cons, with this kind of immersive movie recreation, it kind of has a different feel than all the other mazes. So it it, it Lou put it, but my friend Lou, first time visitor, said it felt out of place. wasn't bad, just felt out of place. And I I completely understand what he means. Now he he used that term. Uh, another con, if you're not familiar with the movie. Uh, Though the maze is still well done, you might not really see how well done because you can't connect the different scenes with the movie, possibly. So, again, I've seen the movie, so I'm not talking from that angle of experience, but I I, th- I think that's true because I go and I, I go through it and I pick out exactly where it happens in the movie. If you can't make that relation, it might not be as, oh, wow, I, th- they did a really good job on this maze feeling when you leave. I don't know. Again, this is just all my opinion, trying to help make the most out of this final weekend, this final push to Halloween Horror Nights 25. All right, back to the houses. Jack presents 25 Years of Monsters and Mayhem. This is a collection of rooms of the best houses from the past 25 years in description. I'll get to that in a second. Along with a showcase of classic Universal Monsters. Now, the pros, this is the longest maze of Halloween Horror Nights 25. Uh, it has, it does have some great returns, albeit from the past 15 years, even though they say, and its title is 25 years. That's not a con though, because they, those rooms they picked are still really good. Uh, it's the only maze that has classic monsters in it, classic universal monsters. And it has some really good scares as well. Now the cons, the, there's no real story to this or unifying theme. And I'll get more into that when we do our super spoiler review coverage, November 2nd or sometime after, once the event's totally done. Uh, If you're new to Halloween Horror Nights, it may just look like a bunch of rooms tied together, and it's kind of what it is as far as design. Now, while it does have classic Universal Monsters, if you want to take more time to look at classic monster makeup and maybe even get some pictures with them, most of the ones that are in this maze are also featured at the all-night Diane Double Feature Scare Zone when they do the black and white Scare Zone characters. So... If you're new to this and you're short on time and you're really only going to see classic universal monsters, you kind of got a better opportunity at a scare zone. So I don't like talking people out of going to things, but again, we're trying to maximize your time here. I want you to have a great time. So that's my advice or opinion. Take it for what it's worth. 
Okay, sorry. Back to the houses. Now we're going into Insidious, and this is based on the Insidious movie franchise. So we enter the further, and we're joined by beings from the afterlife trying to find their way back to the living world through us. Pros of this house? Many, many recognizable scenes from this movie, from the movies. If you've seen only just one and two, I know three just came out on video last month or download, whatever you want to call it these days. So you might not have seen that yet. No big deal. Uh, I really, I know there's scenes from three in it or a scene, maybe only one. Can't really even tell you what it is because everything else blends in so well around it. If you've seen the other two movies, you're going to recognize a lot from this house. Another pro. This has some of the best scares of all the ma- of the nine mazes. This is one of the best as far as characters hidden, not seeing them coming and being able to jump out at you. Uh, biggest pro of this is the further. Not going to reveal why. Something we'll talk about again in our spoiler. Uh, our super, spo- I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to make up a title in our post event spoiler filled review. When you go into the further, there's something in this house I've never seen before, and it is awesome. Uh, cons: If you don't know the movie, some of the rooms might be confusing. That's really the only con I can think of uh, because it is so heavily tied to the story and the visuals of the movie. But otherwise, I mean, the scares and the makeup and the decor and the, the further are so good really not that big of a con okay um this is the last maze okay last maze to talk about freddy versus jason from camp crystal lake to 1428 elm street these two uh icon horror horror icons masters of horror whatever you want to call them they are fighting it out to see which one reigns supreme and we are caught in the middle of this melee pros of all the adapted intellectual properties this year i think this one probably has the most and best scares in them and what i mean by adapted intellectual properties talking freddy versus jason walking dead insidious american werewolf in london and purge so ones are based on movies tv shows pre-existing stories that they've adapted from their medium to these mazes Uh, i think this one might be the uh best realized of them all this year both horror icons are present meaning freddy versus jason so there is no chance. I can't imagine you not seeing both Jason and Freddy in this maze. Probably uh, several of them throughout this. There's so many of them, which is good. And not so many that it's like, oh, there he is again. And, and you see two or three at a time. You, you, there is just the right amount of them in the right places. And you're going to see, you're going to see them. I, 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 I can't imagine you wouldn't. If you wouldn't, you have the worst timing of anyone I've ever met in my life. Last uh, pro I've written down is that this is. Uh, this is a great original ad- adaptation. It's not a hundred percent the movie Freddy versus Jason. It takes that idea and makes it into a better adaptation that can be done in a live experience. It's they took the concept, took elements of it, and made it something that w- is going to work way better than I think trying to adapt the Freddy versus Jason movie would have. Great, great decision on their part to do it the way they did it. Cons. This is usually the longest wait. So if you kind of if you don't get there early, if you didn't get it out of the way early, uh, right off the bat, this may be the longest wait you have all night. It's not as bloody as you'd expect it to be. There is uh, kills. There is uh, the two battle, but uh, I I kind of expected there to be more blood than there was. Not saying that that's good or bad. Just you go with an expectation. I think when you have these two together, and that particular one is not met. But that's that's minor. Um, once the two start fighting, and, and this, I don't know if you'll call this a con or not. It all depends on how you want to experience this this maze. 
Once the two start fighting, they kind of forget about us. We're no longer being scared. The last third of the house has little, if really any scares in it, as opposed to the first two thirds you went through. But again, just a quibble, just a nitpick. When those two are fighting, it's great to see. That is my pros and cons for the mazes. Don't know if that helped or hurt, but hopefully it helped in some way or another. So to wrap up here, I'm going to give you what I am going to do. This is my must-do list on the last night I'm going. This is what I hope to get done. I don't have an express pass for that night. I should be getting there soon after open. Hopefully, I open the doors and do everything. But let's say I don't. Let's say I get there like 8 o'clock or so. I only have a few hours to get everything done. This is what I intend to do. This is my must-do list for my very last night, Halloween Horror Nights. First, all the scare zones. There's no reason not to get all the scare zones in, no matter how much time you go. Okay, if you got a half hour, probably not, but that's just ridiculous. Why would you go with a half hour left in the night? All the scare zones. Show, man, I really, after going to Bill and Ted for so many years, I hate to say I'm going to go to the Carnage Returns. I hope to go to the last Bill and Ted show as well. But Carnage Returns is my must-go-to show the last night I attend Halloween Horror Nights. Mazes, these are the ones I hope to hit. Run, The Purge, Body Collectors, Asylum in Wonderland 3D, and Freddy vs. Jason. That's a no real particular order. Those are the five I really want to get done my last visit. So that is it for this episode. I know it's a little out of the ordinary. Went with just me hosting it. Me kind of, I tried to get everything in an order that you could follow. Hopefully I did. Hopefully that helps. If you're on the fence of going in these last five days, go, go. If you're even considering it, go. You are not going to be disappointed. This is one of the best they've ever done. I've had so much fun this year. Uh, it's been a great event. It's been great covering this event. It's been great sharing the moments I've had with new people, with people or people new to the event, people that are have been going for years. I'm going to continue doing that in these last few days. And again, I'll be meeting people that have been going for years going the last night i'm going with someone that's never been before it's been such an exciting year such a great year for halloween Horror nights 25 if you're even considering it and you haven't decided yet just go it's it's worth it i can't imagine to be disappointed again the last days of halloween Horror nights as of this recording for 2015 are wednesday october 28th thursday the 29th friday the 30th saturday the 31st and sunday november 1st i will be there very briefly on wednesday the 28th most if not all night friday the 30th and probably all night sunday the first as well i'm sure i'll be wearing a neozaz t-shirt each of those nights so if you see me stop and say hi i love meeting people that love halloween horror nights so if, like i say if you see a guy in the neozaz t-shirt we don't sell him so it's probably me you just stop and say hi love love would love to meet you that is it for this impromptu episode when we come back when quinn and i come back as it should be we are going to do our all-out spoiler-filled event report beginning to end what we thought of it our ratings our unmasking the horror tour uh we even have some hollow scream reports of doing there with my wife and my sister and then we'll be back to our regular episodes and a few other surprises during this off season that we've been discussing that i am very excited about in fact i was putting notes together about that as well today you can't see the big grin i have on my face but it's a, something a lot of fun we're planning so until then Thanks for listening, and I will see you in that next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. 
All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening. 